Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Travis Bowe. You can find me on the Real Comic Heroes podcast as well as Watchmen Minute. And I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. And you can also find me online at Lucky Mustard. I like how he said that. You can find me online. <laughs> yeah, on the internet. <laughs> find yeah. me on the on internet. On the tubes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> cool. All righty. Well, yes. Um, this is a cool little crossover that we got going on, and uh, I think by the time this episode has come out, your show uh, is already out no. and about, isn't it? <laughs> no. Not to tease them, Mark. <laughs> they you. From what I've seen, you guys already have uh, quite a few minutes under your belt, so I figured. Good going. I mean, this doesn't come out till five weeks from now, yeah. so we'll be uh, releasing episodes in early 2018. Wow. You guys are doing some heavy production downtime. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of minutes to I'm record jealous. and uh yeah. Yeah, we're no strangers to that. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> this is a 183 minute adventure. Ooh. So We got you by 3 minutes. I think wa- Yeah. Really? Yeah. Watchmen's longer than the Dawn of Justice the Ultimate Direct- Edition. Yeah, it's 186. Yeah. Damn. That that, is... That's our redactor's cut too. Yeah, what mm-hmm. you got to do? You got to yeah. do it. You can't. I mean, I like how you said it. it's a good crossover we got going on. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Dawn of Justice meets Watchmen Minute. <laughs> um, so before we start with uh, this week, it's a pretty cool, interesting week. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, give you guys a floor a bit because obviously you guys like Watchmen, but how do you guys feel about Dawn of Justice? Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of this movie. I, uh, I like what Zack Snyder does with, uh, I like what he did with Man of Steel. Um, the first time I watched this, well, I'll get into, you know, first viewings later, but, um, parts of it had to grow on me, but for sure I, uh, I definitely dig the extended cut or this director's cut, uh, more than the theatrical, Mm -hmm. but, uh. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same what here. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, all the DC in general, you know. Um, I mean, Suicide Squad is definitely on a is a low point, but um, and, and the comics as well. I've been... <laughs> you know, I was starting to think because we're recording post Justice League, right. so Justice League has already come out. Yeah, and uh, watching Justice League, it's kind of helped me like Suicide Squad a little bit more because the way I understand Suicide Squad now is like it's a bad Justice League. That's like what the whole point of the film is. Like when you look at this DC uh, universe, the cinematic universe, like the five films that we have now, it's like the phase one of Marvel's MCU. And like it's like, okay, all these films have been leading up to the formation of the Justice League. So what point did Suicide Squad have in that, like, phase? Like, why was that film there? And it's like, well, the whole point is to show that not any metahuman can just be in a working, cohesive team kind of thing. So I feel like, oh, it shows us how the team could go wrong or how they can't be the Justice League, and then we get the Justice League that can. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a central theme that's in Justice League, and I think they added in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know if, I mean, 
this might be spoilers or whatever, but there's always been this theme that Superman, like the Justice League only works because of Clark. And they say because it's Clark, and it's not. I think in the movie, actually, Bruce kind of refers to him like, you know, he's he can bring the team better together than I ever could, or, you know, he's more human or whatever it is. Yeah. But that's always just been like a revolving thing. So you're right with saying like not any metas can just be thrown on a team and, you know, be able to work. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's probably the argument that people will have like, oh, well, you know, the Justice Society or the Justice League of America or yada, yada, yada. It's like, yeah, they have all different characters, but check out those books. They all have like internal problems within the mm-hmm. team that mm-hmm. they focus. Justice League isn't, you know, shy of those, but they seem to all be diffused when it comes to stories that involve Superman, especially heavily, because he's always just like, you know, for lack of a better word, the heavy hitter, but he is the glue that keeps everybody in check. Like, you know, you know, you know it's not saying like you don't want to mess around on a team when Superman's there because you're afraid they'll get scolded, but it's more of like a respect level. Yeah. It's like you're proud to be working under Superman and you're proud to be on the team with him versus, you know, JLA books where there was no Superman in the beginning there and everybody was trying to call the Batman but then I think Guy Gardner was being an <laughs> a-hole and trying to call the shots for a moment and it's just yeah. like it just broke up like you know it just happened so and with like Suicide Squad it's like their ringleader is like Amanda Waller who's a flawed character herself yeah. so it's like you're you're set up to fail kind of in a way so I feel like that's not, that's just me trying to best explain Suicide Squad's role in the first kind of phase of this dc to, to compare universe. it to your yeah. other show <laughs> and 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 and, mm-hmm. and uh by the time this comes out you'll have heard me on uh on that minute pulp fiction minute the idea there that you guys had mm-hmm. uh of uh vincent being dumb is some, vincent is like suicide squad and uh justice league is like uh jules or he's just a better yeah. guy <laughs> Uh, no, hell yeah. Um, Good calls. More crossovers. Three three crossover yeah, references. We'll, we'll get that crossover. Um, cool. Well, then let's go ahead and let's dive in in this minute because some cool stuff uh, happens. Um, really cool Batcave moment. So the minute 81 that we're talking about today, it starts with the defeated Batman and uh, returning to the Batcave. Um, his Batmobile is completely beat up. Um, because he just ran into a brick wall <laughs> of a human being. And uh, then uh, the minute ends... He's with, not a human yeah. being. Of oh, a yeah, humanoid. Right, <laughs> humanoid. An alien brick, <laughs> brick wall. Uh, a man of steel. A steel wall. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. We were almost there. Come on. Um, <laughs> Keep up, Mark. That was a whole movie ago. <laughs> yeah, we just did a whole movie about it. Um, and then, yeah, the, the minute's going to end. Luther has obtained... Rocky the Kryptonite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning here, there's a CGI switch, right? No. No? Yes, there is. It's, um... Oh, are you talking about the Batmobile? Yeah. Like, right as it's, like, coming almost directly um, below the viewer or the camera, whatever, that's when it switches to real. Right? Right? Or is it when the smoke all starts to come up? Mm. This is a thing that's always bugged me. And I feel like I mentioned it on the Listener Society at one point, And now I have to bring it up. Yeah. Because it's like it either like three seconds or something. Like it's a switch that I'm, I'm not like mad at it, but it's like 
I see it. Yeah, I think you're right. I've never seen I'm, that. I'm not sure I like the cue. I'm not sure I like like the smoke adding, and I think it's like a really good tactic. But I don't know. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Hmm. It's just there, and I'm noticing it. I don't. Yeah, but it still looks pretty cool. It looks great. Don't get me wrong, guys. No, if anything, it but deserves kudos <laughs> because I think the real car comes in when you start seeing the sparks in that like. But even then, the CGI isn't. It's just for a moment. It's not that bad. It's like not even a second. I'm not saying. I'm not harking on it. It's just. Because I think. Look this, at it. Well, yeah, but then again, this Batmobile that comes in, like the real one, you know, that's yeah. for most of this shot, mm-hmm. as it comes down the lane and like parks, like just a beautiful vehicle, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Do you think the platform that it sits on is like it turns around like 180 so he can leave that same way? I bet I think I th- it has to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think it starts turning as he jumps out. Yeah, it's already starting oh, to spin. Shit. Oh, all right. I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, <laughs> Second 14. There's another thing that... Yeah. Oh, hey. Check I out the computers in the back. What do you think, like, the... Like, the bat computer desktop <laughs> screensaver is? Like, that red thing. Screensaver. Like, there's also, like... there's something It's Batman. That, like, <laughs> That's what I have up, on mine at work. <laughs> <laughs> let me uh before we go any further let oh, me geez, point out right. something really neat um because if i don't then we'll get those people that like had to tell us that the moons of krypton were like destroyed by jackser kind of thing we'll have one of those situations <laughs> yeah um so on that minute uh on the 14th second um as batman jumps out of the vehicle um which I love that shot of him jumping out of the Batmobile, but yeah. he takes his cowl off and he's walking up the steps. Um, the person in the Batmobile taking the cowl off, that is Setron, that is uh, uh, Ben Affleck's like, stunt double, right? Yeah. And, and you like, can see how he doesn't even get to the corner of the stairs and already, already Ben Affleck is yeah. waiting there. And you can see his shadow, I think, or like... Because it's like, look at his body down there, and then look at Ben Affleck's head, who's already up there. <laughs> you're right. Yep, yeah, you're right. Oh, wow. That's so funny. it's that's the stunt double, and then that's Ben Affleck. Huh. Cool, hey, right? That's really cool. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. The more I watch it, the more obvious it is. But it's like, it's such a cool, like, again, filmmaking-wise, like, we see the, the, uh, the stitching. I enjoy that. Kind of like the CGI Batmobile. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. But, like, I remember seeing it in theater or maybe watching it at home. And, like... Which you've seen, like, a million times now. Now I've seen it a million times. But, you know, the first time I was just like, like, whoa. Like, check that out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just... I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You guys can say what you want. Did you hear that loud clack? Clang? Yeah. Cling, clang. All right. Um... um so I'll let you guys take it away. I think I skipped over someone. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is right here. Um, and it's it's a pet peeve of almost all Batman movies <laughs> and some other superhero movies. And it's the uh, the lack of eye black around, <laughs> you know, around the eyes when yeah. he's pulled off this cowl. Uh, you know, they've done this in Batman mm-hmm. Returns, uh, Batman Begins, uh, maybe Dark Knight. I can't remember. Um, so when I saw this, you know, first time in theater, I thought, oh, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to show, you know, the raccoon eyes painted on, um, cause since we see him, uh, remove the cowl, you know, as he's walking up the stairs and everything. Um, 
but then you kind of see him from you know from behind a little bit and see the see his eyes a little bit as he's looking at these uh, computer screens and it's like damn it okay. you know i just okay what if I don't know. what yeah. if it's not really painted on what if what if you know i mean it, it i mean at the minuscule level i think we're seeing it painted on in in the scenes when it's really close up and he has the cowl on but what if it's yeah. really some kind of fabric <laughs> that's right right up to his eyelids <laughs> No, because no, they've so? shown enough. Uh, <laughs> they've shown enough close-ups, you know, of his eyes, yeah. and and maybe not necessarily in this movie at this point, but mm. it's definitely a painted-on uh, <laughs> eye black. Um, I get it. You know, you don't want the uh, you don't want to show Ben Affleck with uh, raccoon eyes or um, you know whoever else yeah, has been in the Hollywood suit. Makeup. Yeah, like I get it, yeah. but there's a part of me that just wants it. I, I just love the idea, like. Um, they show Nicolas Cage, you know, putting on the eye black in uh, Kick Ass when he's getting mm, okay. suited up. I was just going to ask that. I, I'd love that. Never been done. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like they make yeah. a point to to show, like it's not something to ignore or be ashamed of, mm-hmm. or you know, it's just one of those like I don't know why. Uh, I don't know. Batman Returns was the no, you're right. Batman Returns was the worst <laughs> when they cut you know they they cut away and then cut back and all of a sudden he has no eye black on right before he rips off the uh, the cowl. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why they're afraid to show it. I guess. Uh, what about Watchmen? Does that I'm trying to think. Uh, comedian, not a lot of just yeah, comedians definitely wearing eye black. Yeah, I mean, like, I even wore eye black for my Robin that I did a couple years ago, and I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember being with, um, I was dressing up, like, at the comic book store for some sort of event that mm-hmm. we were doing, and there was other cosplayers there, and I remember being in the ma- in the, the bathroom and, like, putting eye black on my mask, yeah. and, mm-hmm. like, people that were wearing masks were just like, what are you, what are you doing? I did like, a, what, uh, do you, what do you mean? Like, this is a normal thing. Yeah, and I got called out for that once, because I dressed up as Kato for Halloween, and David was Green Hornet, mm-hmm. and I put eye black on, and... It was. It's a weird process putting it on, and then having to explain why you're putting it <laughs> yeah. on. It's like and this then, is just what you do. <laughs> and then I remember, like, I took the mask off at one point, but then I, there was like a photo. We like took a photo or something, and then I was just me with just the, the black, eye black the yeah. raccoon eyes, and I was like, yeah, I don't think I don't like that. So yeah. I don't I think I want that photo <laughs> to ever exist. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, yeah. even in the comic books, like you don't have him. You know, you can't see a close-up of when you do show close-up Batman. They have, like, you know, the whited-out eyes or whatever. Yeah. Save, yeah that's what I wanted. Save Injustice. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually has his eyes showing. But I think even in Injustice, there's, like, you can still see part of the skin under his eyes. I feel like, man, this is when I should have the book in front of me. But anyway. Um, see, I wish that... Oh, go for it. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm looking at, the, I've got the film companion for Watchmen on mm-hmm. the cover. It's got the, the Minutemen, the old you know, 1940 photo, and it's uh, mm-hmm. Night Owl and Comedian are the only two that wear eye black. Um, and then on the back cover, it's got the current, you know, the modern Watchmen, and it's, again, Comedian and Ozzy Mayer. But I think the question is, so. is whether or not you ever have in, in Watchmen, say, we're, we're talking about a little bit here, <laughs> um, do they ever take off? Does does he ever take off his mask no. and you and and they cut away and you have you have it without the eye black? No. So they still have the eye black on. I don't think or it ever there's ever not a, happens where it no needs mask. to be. Yeah, there's not an instance. 
but we'll find out. We'll get back to you on that. Don't they? Doesn't hold on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil something, but I feel like doesn't ha- something happen with uh, two characters, and they take off their yeah, but neither of them neither of them wear eye black uh, in general. Because like Night Owl, I know what mm-hmm. scene you're talking about. Night Owl too, you know, he wears goggles, but when he takes the goggles off, he never has eye black on. Uh, it's just not. Mm. It's just not part of his costume. You know, he wouldn't need to wear it or whatever. Um, so Spectre doesn't wear a mask, and then, yeah. You know, now that you guys are here, we can talk <laughs> about like, kind of. We have like the same kind of. Uh, is it the same wardrobe person for Watchmen and uh, um, Dawn of Justice? I feel like it might be. It might be. Because I got to talk about like how cool, like this universe, um, I don't know if I can say it for all of the Marvel movies, but I can say it for almost all of these Zack Snyder superhero films. Their superhero wardrobe is, in my opinion, on point. Like... Um, I love the design of all the costumes. Yeah. Um, even in this mi- yeah, specifically in this minute, um, because uh, we get to see just how thick and like leathery Batman's cape is, yeah. like when he's on the computer. Yeah. And I love, I love the the folds in the cape mm-hmm. yeah. as they are kind of like like hemmed, kind of, and they're like I forget what you call that when you like create those. It's I mean pleats. that was a. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was, like it's a problem it. you have when doing cosplay, like with the yeah. Robin thing. Like we, you can't just like grab a sheet of fabric and just like cut it all jagged and stitch it to your back and be like, "Yep, that's a cape." It just yeah. looks like a piece of fabric laying there. Like you have to make it look like this and like mm-hmm. give it weight, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and I love, I love just looking at this still of a cowless Batman. Oh, it's the best. Standing yeah, I, in front of <laughs> the back computer. Yeah, that's, it really is good. Like with this amazing looking cape with like this little like triangle design that's on the top of it like almost like a little collar piece Mm -hmm. um around the nape and um like even like the flash spoiler alert and like superman and wonder woman and aquaman um like and then all the suicide squad characters look kind of cool um, Watchmen characters, Ozymandias looks like so freaking cool. The comedian, your brother cosplayed as the comedian oh, one yeah, year, man. and your brother looks exactly like the comedian. Like that's it's weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. and it like and then his girlfriend at the time <laughs> looked like Silk Spectre. Or yeah, cosplay. Um, and first it's like Silk Spectre. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like those are so cool. Like this, like I don't know what it is, but like I, I think his name is Wilkinson. Yeah, Michael the wardrobe Wilkinson. guy. Yeah, it's just so cool and. You know what they did with the Man of Steel, uh, Superman outfit, and then they like added the Kryptonian text into mm-hmm. the S, and um, it's just good work, man. Yeah, it's it's you don't even have to have CGI. It's like yeah. look at Iron Man. It's yeah. like he's Feora's real costume yeah. that she had to wear. Like it's just, just cool. It's the just designs and how they like translate because that's m- one of my biggest peeves is like costume design like yeah. i'm not going to really connect if they don't look super cool all the time in their outfit yeah because i the cw shows like i get that sometimes they're really good episodes um and it's like supergirl's costume is amazing i love her outfit in the show um there's some people in, in the legends of tomorrow that i'm like i don't know if i can buy all the rubbery like costume mm-hmm. like to, and which is weird because it's like 
some of these characters in these movies wear like a ton of leather sure but at least it looks good like i don't know what it is like how is it how is it so tight on superman's body like it looks like so seamless and so perfect the boots man yeah and then like when we watch the cw it's like i can see all the like loose fabric kind of thing like i can see how it might just yeah barry's neck piece like he can't take his that's weird. Like he can't, you know. Whenever like they show him taking his helmet yeah. off or whatever, they've always yeah. it's like cut the neck away. piece disappears. Yeah, the neck yeah. piece is gone. Like he's got a, a actual rubber neck piece that goes up and meets the cowl, mm-hmm. and then you never. I feel see like I've heard piece. Kevin Smith talk about that. Yeah, yeah. cut away. I don't know. I stopped. Mm-hmm. Hey, I stopped watching Flash. Not for any particular reason. Just because. Yeah. You know, I I I I, I, I happened to one. stop right at the right. Before you know the ones i the first ones i missed were the uh, sing-alongs or not sing the singing mm-hmm. ones yeah uh, but yeah, i'm back yeah. I, I just oh, watched the, the first few minutes of i just the saw crisis crossover so i'm gonna oh okay that. yeah that was see i want that was something i wanted to get into whatever i think different, i could, different, different i think time. i might just be able to watch those yeah. and anyway. be okay with live but um what is it uh marvel's inhumans just came out <sighs> and i was watching that and i was like you know with marvel's like kind of like success you'd think they'd make really good costumes and it's just them in like this kind of cw type leather superhero suits and i'm like that's such a like don't do that like (laughs) if you're gonna make a superhero anything whether it's a show or a movie like your characters are gonna be in this outfit and it's like if you're gonna be on screen wearing the outfit you gotta be cool i mean it's a visual medium like Mm-hmm. look interesting and i just don't find it interesting but like um and like i said with the marvel movies sometimes it is like captain america looks amazing um so does black panther look amazing and it's like that's why they're so cool it's like because they look cool like so if i had any uh advice for people in wardrobe just make your characters look cool <laughs> <laughs> anyway i want to go back to the batmobile for a hot second where are we at? Okay, so, um, you know, in between, like, the... Let me see here. So, like, eight, nine seconds. Um, it's, like, you know, complete open cockpit of the Batmobile. Again, second seat. I love it. It wasn't there in Justice League, but, hey, there was a big gun on it, and that's cool, too. Um, the doors? Superman ripped those off and threw them away. Like, I can see him, like, you know, grabbing them and, and taking them with him, but it looks like he like lego clicked them back on yeah like just to the top and they're like laying flat there like you can see the the wind the windshield view screen whatever you want to call it is like broken you know obviously kryptonian fingers they're no match for glass or reverse that statement anyway um they're not there anymore yeah we talking about no they are yeah they're right there those are the top like at the top go to nine seconds those are that's the they're like flipped back up like think of like a Lego, man. Like a Lego cockpit going all the way back up on hinges. Um, I'm looking at it. It looks like they're... Dude, that's... Oh, I hit the mic. I'm looking at it, too. I'm right there. That's it. They fold down. Yeah. Like, they fold up. Because you can Why see the glass look- The glass parts are, like, broken. And mm-hmm. you see those, like... And w- the one on the left is, like, more crumpled than the one on the yeah. right a little bit. Um, 
Yeah. You see that there's like belt, there's belts on it or something, as if he was like, "Oh, let me bungee cord <laughs> yeah, these down." So. He could have. That's I what I'm so. saying. Like, yeah. He could, he could like zip tie it and yeah. just be like, "All right, I got to get these back." Like that makes sense to me. Well, they probably gotta, cost like a million dollars each, so he's not just gonna leave those on some, uh, you know, back at some Are there warehouse. Belts? Where do you see? It kind of looks like there's on them? straps, maybe, but yeah, it, there's yeah, there's belts here. I'm a, I'm gonna do this thing where I walk over to you. Hold on. <laughs> People have to know. Oh yeah, there's an X on the back there. Okay. And then the, you see oh, the yeah. belt so on the he, front. Like, totally I'm gonna down. look. I'm gonna. Ro- hey, uh, smart move, Batman. <laughs> he I probably can't leave that less. because it's evidence. Well, he could have blown it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <shit>. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah. If he wasn't able to take it back with him. Yeah, like something I just noticed. Yeah. So like. Yeah. There's like a bit of, uh, it's probably more like a roll cage, but he puts his hand on it at second 10 as he's jumping out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It kind of goes in, you know, in between the two seats, just overhead almost. Um, and mm-hmm. it almost could be like a nod to the 66 Batmobile a little bit because it's kind of got that same, uh, you know, split roof kind of design. Yeah. Um, just with it, mm-hmm. with the open cockpit here, it just, you know, just kind of. It looks like it. Gives yeah, I mean the, the inside of the, the inside of the uh, Batmobile, um, they basically made a monster truck kind of cage. Yeah. yeah. So it is pretty much a roll cage. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I was just I just looked back at minute eighty and you could see that he is driving it with the without the doors on it and yeah. you can see the you can see the see the crumpy the crumpled you. Yeah, it's a little harder to spot, but. Um, which is weird because the entire time I th- I'm thinking he's returning to the Bat Cave with like the with the doors on Batmobile. Yeah, and then I have to realize, oh yeah, he's driving that whole time with no with no door. That's you know? really cool. I like that. Like I like the the image of Batman riding around yeah. Gotham with a with the top down. Uh, Bat- oh, then you must yeah, top love down. Batman and like and the Robin. cave. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. <laughs> and especially Pete Tomasi. That's man. Whew. Some of those beginnings. Oh issues. no no no! I, I meant the movie Batman and Robin, where he's got the oh, okay. open top. <laughs> yes. Does his cape ever fly out the back when he's driving in it, or is he like sitting on it? He's probably mm. sitting on it. I think. I want the cape to fly out. The back. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> that's 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 cool. Like one thing Christian Bale did good was ride that motorcycle with that cape flowing back yeah. behind him. Yeah. That's that's really cool. I think I, Mark, you talked about like the, the it would form into thing. the backpack. They wanted it to <laughs> shape up into a backpack. Nah. It, they do do it in the Dark Knight when he's in China, and he's You're like still going on that. <laughs> I don't think that. I think it comes no. out like parachute style. He literally it's formed in the shape of a backpack because they wanted to do that later in the film with the motorcycle. But then they were like, "Nah, the cape looks cool, just flowing like that." Um, but yeah, when he was on the what is it called the Bat Pod? When he was yeah. on it, it's supposed to. Because yeah, motorcycle. It's supposed to sh- turn into the shape of a, ba- a backpack, uh-huh. and then it's like padding and stuff. I get it, but I'm still a firm believer that when he's on the building, that's not his cape, and his cape comes out of that, like a parachute. No, I think that is the cape. Not but enough. okay, <laughs> this isn't that uh, Dark you, Knight minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about. Um, do we have anything else well, to talk about well, Batman? Or are we going to talk about this the, other? The guy? jump. The jump a out. Bit. The jump out. Of the, What's the jump of out? the Batmobile, I sure as heck I noted that I, I thought that was cool, but then I'm also thinking, also have been thinking about, uh, you know, gosh, if he comes back so badly injured, 
How's that work? Is it is it Alfred helping them or what happens then? Yeah, I'm. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Like, um, like did did Alfred know that he had to have known that he was going out tonight uh-huh. um, to do this? What he was doing? He was you know trying to steal the kryptonite. Um, but Alfred isn't in the Batcave when he comes back. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming that on most missions he comes back and Alfred is at that computer, like, you know, talking to him. Like, did he not yeah, talk right. to Alfred oh, at all after his encounter with Superman? And, like, did he not say, I'm coming back now? Was was none of that a part? And, like, why? where is Alfred? And is Alfred, like, really pissed off that he actually mm-hmm. went out and tried to steal this so he didn't want anything to do with this night? So he's just not around. I'm guessing... If if Alfred was aware of kind of what happened between Batman and Superman, I'm thinking he cleared out of there because I mean, Batman just essentially got, you know, not his ass handed to him or anything by Superman, but he got put in his place. Got put in his place. So he, I'm guessing, if Batman told uh, Alfred kind of what happened, you know, I doubt he was in any mood to. Uh, to have Alfred around when he got there. So I'm betting Alfred cleared out. Um, I'm going to say Alfred was in on this mission. Uh, he might have been going to get like a med mm. kit or tools to either help Bruce or to help the Batmobile because he told Alfred, you know, 14 hours, we're going to go do this. Yeah. So he mm. knew of the plan and he was in it because it's Alfred. And, and he was against it. He was against it. But then, you know, un- you know, despite that, he still has to help accomplished the mission so he was like all right 14 hours be ready and so here we are 14 hours later so he might have could be 15 hours later <laughs> yeah you're right 15 um so i i think he he probably was just away and i don't think it was there was any reason to show him doing what we all thought he would be doing yeah which is just i like the the fact that this gives time give gives batman time for brooding like he already knows like that he knows the location where it's going to and it's yeah. one confirming that it's there mm-hmm. and like later on in the minute you see a look on his face where like that's that's batman brooding yeah we got it's just we like, got perfect batman brooding yeah in this. so it's good to be alone when batman brooding <laughs> yeah let's see so we're gonna go into are we done with the bat cave for right now, Batmobile yeah. scene that ends it for Batman. Okay, unless you guys for have a any hot other second, we're I'm ju- just we'll gonna right throw out two words: uh, cord management. Batman has no uh, cord management when in terms of his displays, and uh, <laughs> just something I know. Somebody has a pet peeve of that. <laughs> Who, somebody around us really hates. Yeah, I see that loose cords. But you know what? I'm not. Yeah, loose cords and stuff. I don't. I'm on the side of I don't give a shit <laughs> part of the language so is batman so, yeah so like this uh, never even noticed it you yeah, know it, yeah. like never even noticed it and i think there's some psychology behind that <laughs> i like that i i like that and yeah you might be onto something like it's like messed up chords it's almost like um a reflection of like the neural network of mm-hmm. bruce wayne where it might be a little chaotic um so I, I can see that. Um, I thought Travis was telling us we had bad cord management, <laughs> and I immediately was looking around like, oh, he's probably right. <laughs> like all the cables here yeah. on the table. Anyway, let's see here. 
we get a good map of searching for a location and then bingo some really cool man look at that truck so we're back at what <laughs> appears to be lex luther's loading dock and i can tell because there's a truck that says lex orange o and it's either an o or a c but i'm gonna assume it says lex corp there's some hired military Lexo. hands huh? that's Lexo. the new guy in town lexo lexo <laughs> <laughs> that's really good um but man look at that i know we talked about it last week um Mark, you and I talked about this this uh, tractor trailer getting just mangled, can openered. Oh mm-hmm. man! Like, look how dangerous that is. That <laughs> metal's got to be extremely sharp. That's just tetanus written all freaking over it. And I just can't get over like how just ripped through that Batmobile tore through that thing. And it's like I called it a battering ram Batmobile, but it's more like a razor can front end Batmobile. Yeah. It's yeah. a can opener Batmobile. When I when I saw this movie uh like for the first time at home like on DVD or whatever in the ultimate edition um this scene this scene is still in the in the theatrical cut but it was the first time I noticed that like Lex is he's not just being given the items that were in the truck it's the truck itself which took me a while to realize that that is the truck that just got hit by the Batmobile mm-hmm. and it's like He's expecting a truck much like the one that says Lexo on it, like a you know clean truck with the in it. But he, to no surprise, it's dis- this truck is destroyed yeah. because obviously he knew the Batman was going to try and get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like um, it's like in Jurassic Park when they feed the raptor the cow, and then yeah. the device comes <laughs> back up and it's like demolished, and everyone was like, "Yep, we knew that was going to happen." And it's like, look at him just being like. Like, imagine that coming home to you where it's, like, this destroyed trailer and you're just, like, I knew this is what it was going to look like. And it's, like, you did not – it's, like, it's like a shark attack that you didn't see. And it's, like – it's, like uh, – I guess it's, like – I don't know how to explain it, but it's just so cool seeing or not seeing what happened. Like, from Kinda, Lex's point of view. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking on that same line. But let me go back to your, your Jurassic Park raptor cage reference. And I'm kind of having a little bit of a freak out here because I was – thinking that but not like like i was subconsciously thinking that mm-hmm. like jurassic park popped into my mind and the mangled cow harness did as well mm-hmm. like for a really quick second yeah. maybe a couple minutes ago and i had no idea that like i quickly rushed it out of my head like yeah no that doesn't make sense or whatever and you bringing it up kind of freaked me out so i might leave after this recording <laughs> it's called the uh, standalone complex yeah i'm out of here anyway going to like lex's perception or wrong word lex's uh no it's his point of view sure okay so lex's view of of this whole situation you're right in thinking like he's standing there and seeing this truck being presented to him and just that thought of like oh i have something coming from gotham and like there's the chance that batman's going to have some sort of yeah interaction with it and then you see this like that truck being ripped open and a war zone happen and the javelin being fired a couple times like yeah like that's like oh wow batman imagine imagine the cut of this film where it was like so you got the white portuguese like leading up scene you see batman on the crane he Mm -hmm. he has a sniper rifle they're loading all the stuff kgb cls move out and then like he shoots the dart and the dart sticks into the truck and you cut there Mm-hmm. And then you cut here, and then this thing rolls in. <laughs> yeah. oh, Imagine that. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, 
oh shit what happened yeah it's like i think in superman returns uh someone there's a truck that has bullet holes or whatever and i think there's a line where someone's like oh you should see the other guys which is a <laughs> classic movie line that you hear in mm-hmm. movies, but like that's that kind of like mindset and, yeah and it's like oh, that truck guy went into a war zone and it was one guy and it was exactly. batman and it wasn't even, yeah Look it wasn't that. even superman that ripped this thing apart I know. Is Lex? It was Batman. Is Lex not worried at all about like some like Batman getting to him? I think he's. (laughs) Does he have other plans? Yeah, does he have plans? Um, (laughs) He has to because later on in the movie, when like he actually sees that you know Batman actually Mm -hmm. does take it, like one, he's not extremely surprised, but two, it's almost like yeah, you prepared for that. Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. That good, it's a really good question, Eric, and I think it's confirmed something later that I never really thought about. Possibly. But, yeah, maybe he doesn't know the real threat of Batman <laughs> yet until later on in the film. And this might expl- – because I've never been able to explain, like – all right. Excuse me. I've never been able to explain how Luke uh, Lex Luthor wants these two characters to fight each other like physically like you will go over there and you will fight and you will kill this man Mm -hmm. and i've never been able like why does that seem a little forced and now it kind of doesn't because what's going to happen is later on in the film i should probably save it but i really want to (laughs) say write it it down yeah (laughs) damn i can't talk about it but now i I, now i think it's because he doesn't understand the threat of batman Mm -hmm. until later on in the film where he's like oh you know what i really need to get rid of this guy so I'm going to need Superman to go kill this guy. Yeah, it could be. Mm. So that tracker, I think, tells a lot. Um, I like that tracker. I like that it's flashing red. <laughs> it reminds me of the episode of the Superman Adventures when the tracker's on the cape. And, you know, mm-hmm. he looks out the window and waves and it warms everybody's heart. It's good. I don't think I brought that up when we first saw the tracker. I don't remember. But also, I know it's a movie. <laughs> Why, and we saw it in the beginning with, like, the CIA Jimmy Olsen tracker. Why do they need to blink? Yeah. It's just a dead giveaway, right? That, like, I get it. That was my note, too. But, like, it, And it also makes a little ping sound. Like, it's an audible and yeah. it's an audible and a visual giveaway that, that this thing is on here. And it's, I mean, it's hella convenient that this thing is close enough to the damage, but it didn't yeah, get right. destroyed that was by my the Batmobile. Note. Like, that's a yep. little, yep. I don't know. Um, like I think as an audience, I think we understand tracking devices, and especially because they set it up with the uh, with him shooting the rifle earlier. Like the, mm-hmm. he, I don't know, to zoom into it and then transition to the the back computer. Um, I don't think it needs to mm-hmm. blink and uh, make sound for us to understand that he's you know initiating the the scan for this this tracking device. Yeah. yeah. Every time I, I see this bit, I always don't pay attention to the tracker, and I'm always looking at Lex Luthor with the um, the box, the forklift, yeah. and he's, like, doing the, like, closer, closer, <laughs> yeah, closer, yeah. stop. Mm-hmm. And he, he does that earlier in the film with yeah. Zod's body, the same movement. And he, again, wardrobe, so cool. I want this, like, coat that he has, and then he's got, like, the tight black pants. Stripe shirt and then he's got uh the white like vans kind of thing mm-hmm. like just a cool outfit like what a cool looking dude kgb is, is right next to him like top dog henchman first in command first officer yeah i i just like that like i like 
seeing villains just being super cool looking. Mm-hmm. Well, he's all about telling people with his hands what to do. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's the takeaway. It's like, that's, that's, yeah, That to me it's just like, that looks, that's powerful. And I like that it's in the background a bit. And yeah, there's a tracking device that's in the focus, but I kind of like that these guys are out of focus, but at the same time, they take up more of the camera. I think that's a really, really powerful shot. Um, and I don't mind that. I think the tracking device is good. I think, I think the whole design of that shot is, is well done. Like there's a tracking device. So you get like exposition for the film, but then there's that really cool stuff going on in the background. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's uh that's all I got for this one. What about you guys? I think that's it for me. Well, yeah, we can save it for next minute, but the green glow. I'll have that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh cool. yeah. That's another Jaws style moment because of the just the way we cut the minutes, but it's like, <laughs> oh, what's in that thing? It's what's like in the we won't box? find out till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there it is. Cool. Alrighty, guys. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And you can also find these guys on Watchmen Minute, and Eric is going to be on Pulp Fiction Minute. I think by the time this oh, yeah. comes out, he will, he's already his minutes have already Couple come out ago. for uh, Pulp Fiction Minute. Before. Yeah, and uh, there's also Austin Powers Minute. Um, you can find that at toolmedia.com as well, and all social media. And you can also find all four of us on the DC Cinematic Minute listeners group on Facebook um, and let us know what you thought about these minutes and we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.